So you want to hear about a book, but you're always on the go. Just sit back and relax, my friend, because I've got a mini-sode of Dustin Can Read. The Reading Buddy by Bryce Gibson As the book starts, we get a first-person account of 17-year-old Blake Thomas being chased by a man with an axe. According to Blake, his best friend Davy was just killed, and now his stepdad Morris Hayward was coming after him with the very axe that killed his friend. I'm instantly engaged. Run, Blake, run! Oh no, he grabbed the wrong keys! Shit, what's he gonna do? Blake books it across the field to his stepdad's supply store, with Morris in tow. I'm already worried about the main character, and I don't even know what happened prior to this at this point. Blake rushes into the store, seeing Morris approach with the bloody axe. He tries to hide, but Morris crashes through the glass door and chases him out back. Just as he has Blake cornered, a huge pool display comes crashing down on them both, presumably killing Morris and knocking Blake out cold. I really like that the first two books I've read by Bryce Gibson so far have started right in the middle of the action. I appreciate the effort to draw me in as to why... Who? How? The questions are built up right from the beginning. Also, Mr. Gibson loves his home state of South Carolina, where the book starts off. So after Blake is nearly murdered, he spends a couple of months in the psych ward before he's sent to live with his biological father and start his life over. Though they don't live far away, just over the state line in Georgia, the possibilities of acclimating to a life in a new town are just one of the stress factors adding to Blake's PTSD. He starts to see a therapist, Mrs. Reynolds, regularly. Mrs. Reynolds suggests that he tries to slowly make friends and get back into old hobbies, like reading. This is where she assigns a task. Join an app for, quote, reading buddies. Kind of a cross between Goodreads and Kindle with a little social media interface, if that makes sense. Basically, by becoming someone's, quote, reading buddy, he can kill two birds with one stone. Make a friend and get back into reading. He settles back, creates his anonymous and private profile, and picks someone named Charlie 17 to start reading books with. Understandably, he is majorly apprehensive about starting a new school. His picture has been plastered all over the news after Davy's death and the incident with his stepdad. And it's all confirmed when he's met with stares from everyone in school on his very first day. That's not horribly terrifying to a kid who just wants to fade into the background or anything. Blake does meet a few acquaintances in school, including Cade, who seems like a troublemaker from the get-go, but Blake desperately wants to fit in and make a friend. And there's this funny part for me. So Blake invites Cade to hang out with him one night to sneak into his dad's brewery. And this is from the book. Crap, there's somebody here. Don't stop, I said. Calm down, Cade told me, and parked next to the other truck. That's just Tristan. I thought it was going to be just me and you. Cade put the gear shift into park and turned to look at me. Blake. He laughed and made a face like he just realized something. You weren't expecting any kind of funny business, were you? Because... No! Then I realized what he was implying. Hell no! I added. The last thing I needed was that kind of rumor to get started. <laughs> He also meets his next-door neighbor, Lisa, a girl who seems to love wearing her hair in pigtails. I don't know what her deal is. It's weird. 
He feels pretty instantly comfortable around Lisa. Unlike anyone else, she makes him nervous in a good way. He hangs out with her a lot, and he even jumps right into forever talk within a few days of just being around her. This concerned me a little bit for Blake, but again, I understand his desperation to belong somewhere, to feel that connection and not let it go. It's so incredibly angsty teenager, and I love it. However, there's something not quite right about Lisa from the start, and I couldn't put my finger on it, but we find out something later. At one point, upon realizing he slacked off on his reading buddy, he logs back in to find that Charlie 17 is far ahead of him in the reading, and is also a little weird now. In fact, it seems Charlie 17 knows a little too much about him. He mentions things to Blake that are all too familiar and private, which really freaks Blake out, causing him to abruptly delete his profile. All too coincidentally, a figure in a hooded raincoat comes popping up, watching Blake from a distance, all over the place. Day or night, the figure shows up from a distance, just watching. Something sinister is afoot. This, of course, causes Blake's PTSD to kick in high gear, giving him nightmares of his stepdad Morris chasing him in that same hooded raincoat with an axe. As the story progresses, there is another murder... There's also a doozy of a family secret that gets revealed. It's a very strange one, I'll tell you. The ending feels reminiscent of R.L. Stein, which of course I'm not mad about. I'm so glad that I chose to read these county line horror books in the order that they were released. It's really cool to see the author's progression and storytelling for the young adult audience. If you haven't yet, please check out the episode for Perennials titled Mr. Gibson Crosses the County Line to hear a little more about this book series. You can find them available to purchase at BryceGibsonWriter.com, or you can also purchase them from Amazon for physical copies or a Kindle ebook. If you also have a Kindle membership, you already have access to them. They are quick reads that have a fun, mysterious thriller element to each. I still have at least three more to go to catch up on. Be sure to reach out to me on Twitter at Dustin underscore Holden or on Instagram at DustinCanRead and let me know what you think about the book. Until next time, Dustin can read.